Pistol caliber carbines for home defense. This week on Mail Call Mondays. I'm John McQuay with 8541 Tactical, and this is Mail Call Mondays, the show that answers your questions about precision rifles, optics, and equipment. Welcome to another Mail Call Mondays, and this Monday we are going to talk about pistol caliber carbines and their application to home defense. Uh, this is a big topic that has come up lately. Uh, I decided to cover it because uh, I really didn't have a lot of uh, hands-on with some of the later pistol caliber carbines that are out there. I have shot submachine guns in the past. Um, some of the uh, more gaming pistol caliber carbines with 16-inch barrels and fixed stocks and all that, uh, that's a little bit outside of the realm of what I normally do. Uh, I've considered shooting one in competition, but just haven't got on board yet. But this kind of PCC really interests me. This isn't technically a pistol caliber carbine. Um, the center section here is similar to any other pistol caliber carbine based on an AR platform. Uh, but this, because we have a 5-inch barrel on here and we have a brace, an arm brace on here, uh, this is a pistol caliber AR pistol. Uh, so just for the, the legality's sake and so that we all know what we're talking about here, uh, that is what we have going on here. Uh, I'm going to break this guy down real quick and tell you what parts are uh, combined here, and then we'll talk about actually uh, using pistol caliber carbines to defend your home uh, in the case of an unlawful entry. Uh, so what we have here is an Aero Precision EPC-9. Uh, this is uh, relatively new for Aero Precision. I think this is one of their latest products. Now, uh, this is not a complete Aero Precision gun. Uh, I did assemble this from mostly Aero Precision parts. So we have an Aero upper and lower here, and these are uh, pistol caliber specific. This is a Glock lower. So I can take these same magazines that I use for my Glock handguns and lock right in there. Uh, now, this one is built for 9mm. You can build them up for 40 Smith & Wesson if you wish, uh, but it's limited to small frame right now. They don't have a 45 ACP offering yet. So that is the upper and lower. Uh, this is uh, Aero Atlas handguard, and it has a 5-inch Aero Precision barrel underneath there. Now, I did deviate a little bit here. We are running a Faxon Firearms uh, bolt in here. Uh, mainly because I, the Aero Precision Bolt is out of stock, and I also don't believe that the Aero Precision Bolt will work with the Law Tactical Folding Stock Adapter uh, that I have on the back here. Uh, the Law Tactical Adapter has uh, this little spud that goes in the back of the bolt carrier group. On the Faxon Bolt, uh, you can punch a roll pin out, and there's an extra weight in the middle of the bolt. You can slide that out, and then the uh, Law Tactical adapter will slide into that. Uh, whereas I believe the arrow uh, bolt is a closed back. It's a solid body. Uh, I'm not 100% certain on that, again, because they're out of stock. I haven't been able to get one in. Uh, but that is why I'm using the Faxon. I already had the Faxon uh, on hand here. Uh, we are using a, uh, like I said, the Law Tactical Folding Stock Adapter and then an SBA-4 uh, arm brace here with a Factor Stiffy uh, in the back to keep this from flopping around and getting all weird when it's stored in the rack. Coming forward, uh, I've got a Scalar Works mount and a SIG uh, Romeo MSR optic on here. Uh, on the front, uh, Cloud Defensive Rain Micro. 
And then I've got a uh, Silencer Co. Octane 9 HD suppressor on it. So overall, it makes this a relatively light, very compact package. Uh, it is able to be shot one-handed, uh, which means if you need to manipulate things, whatever, uh, it is fairly easy to run uh, one-handed if need be. So let's talk about why uh, you might want to choose something like the EPC-9 for home defense. Uh, over uh, a handgun, first of all. Now, when we grab a handgun here, uh, and this is a uh, Glock 17 uh, with a ZEV slide and ZEV compensator on it, uh, Surefire uh, X300U Alpha, and then uh, Hollow Sun uh, with the ACSS Vulcan uh, reticle in it. So this is a nice uh, compact package. If something goes bump in the night, it's easy enough uh, to load it up, I've got a 17-round uh, mag with a plus-5 extension on here, so more than enough uh, ammunition for a home defense situation. I'm able to move around. It's short, it's compact, it's easy to maneuver with, it's easy to pie corners if you actually have to perform a search of your house. I have a weapon light on here, uh, so I can positively identify threats. Uh, so we pretty much got everything covered. The optic makes it extremely fast and extremely easy to use in low light. Uh, and if I need to, it's very easy to grab another magazine off the nightstand, throw it in my pocket, so I have an extra reload if I need to. So compact, that's great. Um, it is very nice that it is very easy to operate one-handed. Now I say easy. That obviously depends upon your skill level and your level of training. I know a lot of guys out there that don't actually train shooting one-handed. Uh, that is a problem. They also don't train shooting support hand. Uh, again, also a problem because if you don't train to do it, you're not going to do it very well under stress. You're probably going to fail pretty spectacularly. Uh, but if you train to do it, uh, then you can still fire quickly and accurately with one hand or the other or both hands as the situation may dictate. So that's nice, but to be accurate with a handgun takes a high level of training. Um, to be accurate with a handgun under stress takes a high level of training. Uh, handguns do not point as naturally as long guns. So generally, if you have a lower skill level, a long gun is easier to point. Now, you'll notice that on the EPC-9 here, I have a suppressor on here. A 9mm AR shooting 147 grain, which is generally subsonic 9mm with a suppressor, is going to be ear safe inside structures. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about ear damage, not only to you, but you're not only, you're not going to have to worry about ear damage to uh, children or other family members if you have to shoot in close proximity to them. Uh, that is a concern inside a dwelling. With a handgun like this, now you can debate compensator or not on it. It is going to be extremely, extremely loud. The compensator helps divert some of that energy to the sides and up, so it is going to be louder than a bare muzzle. Now, I could take the compensator off of this, and I could put the 9mm suppressor. In fact, I could put this Octane 9 uh, on this handgun, and it will function just fine. But the problem now is I have extended the length of this. I have made it more difficult to shoot 
one-handed. Um, and also, those of you that have done a lot of shooting with suppressors know that a handgun is a lot quicker to maneuver, a lot quicker to fire, a lot quicker to reload without a suppressor than it is with a suppressor. There are a lot of trade-offs uh, when you attach a suppressor to a handgun. So that's something to keep in mind. It doesn't mean that's not a good idea to do. Uh, if you were going to do home defense with a handgun, a suppressor on the handgun is perfectly acceptable. You just need to make sure you train with it to understand the limitations because I generally don't like uh, the recoil impulse of a handgun when I have a suppressor on it. Um, it screws me up a little bit. It's a slower recoil impulse because you now have this big long lever attached to the barrel that has to decouple by use of a booster and all kinds of other things. And sometimes it reduces the reliability of the handgun too, depending upon what ammunition. But uh, if we're shooting 147 grain, nine millimeter in it, um, it's same, same, either one. Uh, we have a slightly shorter barrel in the Glock 17 than we have in the EPC-9. But again, we have an easier to point, a more instinctively pointing platform here so that when we drive it out and shoulder it, it's going to point pretty much where we're orienting our body. Uh, additionally, the suppressor on this is not on a tilting barrel. It is on a fixed barrel. So the suppressor on here or not on here does not generally change uh, the way the weapon cycles. Uh, it does have a little bit more back pressure that needs to be accounted for when you build up the gun and when you tune it, uh, but it's not going to change um, your split times appreciably uh, between a suppressed or an unsuppressed gun. Now, if you don't like the extra length on here, uh, we can pull the Octane 9 off very easily. Now, I do have a uh, single port uh, compensator on here. Uh, acting as a uh, mount. So now I have a very, very compact package, but I'm going to have a very, very loud package as well. So uh, with this, I really think the suppressor is a great benefit if you are going to use a pistol caliber carbine uh, for home defense. And again, there's less of a trade-off with the suppressor on the EPC-9 than there is on the Glock 17. Now, the big drawbacks you have with this is now that we've got this set up and then we throw a 30-round magazine in here, we've added a lot of weight up here. So uh, if we need to grab up a kid, hold a dog, open a door, um, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Now, I can brace it in my shoulder, uh, do what I need to do, and still keep the gun up in a firing uh, attitude for a short amount of time. Uh, you can see I'm just starting to shake now. Um, this will get a little bit worse over time. Now, of course, you can tuck it and do what you need to do, and you can still orient and fire if a threat should appear, and it would be fairly quick to drop what you're doing, drive the gun up and engage. Uh, additionally, on this, I can have a higher power weapon light. Uh, the Cloud Defensive Rain is a really phenomenal weapon light that I have mounted on this. Uh, it's much brighter than the X300 Ultra uh, that I have on the handgun. So, basically though, this is going to mostly take two hands to operate instead of the one, but a lower trained individual is going to be more accurate with it. Now, huge benefits to the EPC-9 is this works like an AR-15. So, if you have... Uh, 
family members that have trained on the uh, AR-15, if you're a service member and you've trained on the M16, uh, this all operates exactly the same. We've got our charging handle here. Uh, we've got our mag release right here. We've got a standard selector. Triggers in the same place. Ammunition goes in the same location. And the nice thing is with the EPC-9, uh, there is last round hold open, so God forbid you actually get through a complete magazine. Uh, bolt's going to lock to the rear. Insert the fresh one. Bolt release is right where you would expect it to be on an AR platform, and you're good to go. So, for people that are trained on the AR-15 platform, uh, this is very quick and easy uh, to pick up and to roll with. So, that is a huge plus to it. Now, when we come down to ballistics, this is something that people argue about constantly when they start talking about picking a home defense gun. Um, there's a big concept out there that um, people want pistol caliber because a uh, rifle is going to overpenetrate, it's going to go through too many walls, etc. Uh, generally, when we start thinking about things, we equate rifles uh, to penetration. So, there will be people that will choose the... Uh, something like a 9mm PCC, because they are expecting to get less penetration. This is something that really is a little bit uh, counterintuitive. So, if we're talking about something like a uh, AR-15 firing M855, so a uh, 62 grain round uh, with the tungsten steel penetrator in it, that's going to go tearing through drywall, it's going to go tearing through wood, it's going to tear through pretty much everything in your house, keep on going with enough velocity to still be lethal when it comes through the other side. Uh, that is something that you really don't want to occur in a home defense situation. If you hit your target, you don't want that round to continue on through your target and endanger somebody on the opposite side. Uh, if you are in a residential neighborhood, you don't want that bullet uh, to travel through exterior walls, go through your outside wall, through your siding, go on down the block, go into a neighbor's house, and cause damage there. Uh, these are all things that you have to bear in mind. So, uh, people naturally gravitate towards handguns because most law enforcement are equipped with handguns. They think handguns are a lower power level uh, than rifles, and they are to an extent. Um, but you are not necessarily getting a ton less penetration with a handgun than with a rifle. Now, I will uh, argue that you're probably getting less penetration, depending on the intermediate barrier, with a 147 or 124 grain 9mm jacketed hollow point than you are with M855 or with any of the 7.62 rounds, etc. Um, there you're starting to get into a lot of weight, traveling at high velocity, and they go tearing through things. Um, with the EPC-9, you are getting pretty much the exact same ballistic performance that you're getting out of a handgun. It's just easier to point. Uh, we're talking about very similar barrel lengths between the two. Uh, the suppressor does not add or subtract from the terminal effects of it. It's pretty much a uh, neutral effect. Uh, handgun suppressors, you're not really going to get freebore boost out of it, which is the effect that would get from a longer barrel. Um, so you don't really have to worry about any of that. Just assume that a PCC like we have here with a 5-inch barrel uh, is pretty much the same thing as a handgun. So when we're thinking about that, the ammunition, we're going to get handgun performance out of it, which means that 
it's going to go through drywall. Uh, it's going to come out the opposite side of drywall, probably still with enough velocity to have some uh, serious injuring, if not terminal effects, on anything that happens to be hit on the other side of the drywall. Uh, so those are things that we need to keep in mind. Now, it's unlikely that it's going to go through heavy-duty walls once you start uh, opening up jacketed hollow points, and I would recommend jacketed hollow points, not full metal jacket rounds. Um, then they're going to start to tumble and start to come apart. Uh, but you still do not want to engage someone in a hallway with little Sally's room on the back side of that hallway and run the risk of penetrating through that wall and running risk to other family members in the home. So do bear that in mind. Just because you are shooting a pistol caliber round does not alleviate you of the responsibility to make sure you understand what is on the opposite side of those walls uh, when you're engaging inside your home. It's a lot to understand. It's a lot to keep in mind uh, when you feel you're in danger for your life, uh, but it has to be done because um, there have been numerous, numerous situations across the country, especially in law enforcement, but sometimes in uh, civilian engagements as well, uh, where shots do not hit the intended target, go on and hit some uninvolved bystander and uh, then cause some serious problems. It would really suck to win a gunfight uh, and then go to prison for injuring somebody that had nothing to do with your gunfight. Uh, so just keep that in mind. So the huge benefit really is what we get is we get an oversized handgun that is a little bit easier to maneuver and it's a little bit better host for a suppressor. Uh, and it's easier to mount your variety of optics on here and it's easier to mount a flashlight on here. I still think uh, something like an EPC-9 is a really good option for home defense if uh, you don't want to go with a handgun. But again, we're just really going with an overgrown handgun. So if it's me, I would more than likely grab a handgun instead of a pistol caliber carbine for inside the home defense. It's just easier for me to maneuver with it. I am very accurate and very fast with a handgun. So that's something to keep in mind. Play to your strengths. If you know you're better with a handgun in close confines uh, than you are with something like this, uh, then go for it. Uh, if you feel more comfortable with a long gun, then something like the EPC-9 may be a better option for you. It's what works better for your situation. Even Now, there is one niche of firearms that really seems to combine a lot of the uh, features that we talked about here and gives you a ton of benefit. And I'm going to talk about that real quick. Uh, Right here, I have a SIG MCX Rattler. Uh, this has got a five and a half inch barrel. This is a 300 blackout handgun, or I'm sorry, 300 blackout pistol. Um, it's a pistol because it's got a brace on it. It came from SIG in this configuration. Now this is the cane break Rattler. Uh, so it had a fake suppressor and a suppressor handguard on it. Uh, I broke it down this way just to be the one of the smallest configurations you can get this thing into. Uh, it is very compact, very lightweight, very easy to swing. I've got a SIG Romeo 8T on top here on a riser. This is usually set up suppressed with the cane brake forend on it, a uh, laser device on it, and a uh, light, all kinds of other stuff to make it a really, really nice night fighting rifle. But this could very easily be a really, really good home defense rig. 
Now I'm going to go ahead and put my uh, Silencico Hybrid 46 on here, which is what it usually wears. And uh, the Hybrid 46 has got a lot of options on it. It's a little bit long for this. Uh, you could get away with uh, 36M in short configuration on this thing and make it a really small, compact uh, setup. But even with the Hybrid on here, it's compact. It's really lightweight. It balances well. If you were going to use this for home defense, you would obviously want to put a light on it, but I keep this uh, short handguard really slick so I can uh, set it up in a really low profile mode if I want to. But this, I think, would be an excellent home defense weapon uh, for a couple of reasons. One is it's compact. I mean, it's really, when we get all said and done, it's about the same size as the EPC-9. Uh, once you load it up with a 30-round mag of 300 blackout, uh, it's going to be very similar weight depending on what optics and what uh, light you put on it to the EPC-9. Uh, but now you actually have a rifle caliber that you're shooting. Uh, there are some benefits to the rifle caliber. Uh, first of all, if you decide to stay subsonic, uh, which is generally uh, 200 grain, 208 grain, uh, 7.62 projectile. Uh, now you have a hearing safe uh, platform that is able to defeat body armor. Uh, it's going to have uh, fairly good terminal effects. Now, a disadvantage is it's going to have a lot of penetration as well, though. Uh, you have a really good chance of sending those bullets, even subsonic velocities, all the way through the target. Uh, now, how much of a risk you have of going through the target and then still exiting exterior walls, I have not tested that. Uh, so that's something that you will want to keep in mind again still. But you can take this in this kind of configuration with the Hybrid 46 on it, and you could load this with 110 grain Hornady tap, which is going to be supersonic. It's a lighter weight 7.62 bullet traveling very fast. So now you're going to get rifle level performance in an expanding projectile, which means that when it hits the target, it is going to fragment and expand, and it's going to do so very rapidly, and is going to minimize the chances of overpenetration and of that bullet leaving your structure. So you hit uh, drywall, you hit cinder block, you hit wood doors, that kind of thing, uh, you have a much greater chance of that bullet disintegrating and not carrying terminal energy a long distance downrange. Now, it's going to be louder. I would not recommend running a 5-inch barrel with supersonic ammunition indoors without a sound suppressor on it uh, because that's going to do pretty massive damage to your hearing. Uh, and that's stuff that does not heal. It does not come back. So, you want to bear that in mind. I have been in close confines with uh, not five inch barrels, thankfully, uh, with rifles firing without hearing protection on. And um, I have permanent tinnitus. Uh, I hear wind chimes everywhere I go when the room's quiet. I would really, really love to get rid of that, but it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. So keep that in mind. Uh, this, though, with the suppressor on it, is not what I would consider hearing safe, but it is not going to do a massive amount of damage for the handful of rounds or, at worst, magazine that you would fire in a home defense situation. Uh, so you're going to be a lot better off uh, with something like this. As I said, it's very easy to maneuver. It's very quick to steer. Um, it does not have the disadvantages that the handgun has. It still is going to be light enough, again, 
to uh, one hand if you need to open doors, if you need to do things, if you need to restrain pets. Again, um, it is same kind of issues that you'll run into with EPC-9 as far as the overall package, but you're just getting more power, you're getting more performance from the ammunition, and again, even uh, subsonic 300 blackout has a tendency to penetrate handgun-rated body armor, uh, so it is something to bear in mind if that is a perceived threat uh, where you reside at. So my pick, uh, if I was just starting fresh and I was going to go, hmm, what would I use for home defense? Uh, I would go with a compact 300 blackout uh, loaded with 110 grain Hornady tap. Uh, make sure you put a good weapon light on it, uh, a good optic on it, and you're ready to go. Uh, we're still good to go with pistol braces, at least for now, as of when we're recording this on September 12th. Uh, hopefully uh, that won't change anytime soon, uh, but it is what it is right now. You can still go ahead and uh, pick these up. Uh, like I said, this is the Canebrake Rattler. You can pick up the regular SIG Rattler. Uh, one thing I will mention, stay away from the 5.56 Rattler. Uh, that is basically a range toy. It doesn't really have a lot of application in defensive purposes because the barrel is too short to get the most out of 5.56. It has a permanently attached muzzle device, uh, so you're not going to be able to put a suppressor on it. So it's going to be loud. It's not going to be very effective. Uh, it's just not a great option uh, for a self-defense or home defense gun. So that is my opinion, but as always, I want to hear what you guys think, so please leave your comments in the comments section down below. Uh, I have just now gotten about a thousand rounds through the EPC-9. Uh, I'm going to do a full breakdown of the EPC-9, uh, what I think about it, uh, and why I decided to put this thing together the way I did. Uh, so if you want to see that, please, again, leave a comment down below. That's going to do it for this Mail Call Mondays. If you guys like the episode, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. If you got a question about anything we talked about today, drop it in the comments section down below or send it to us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the videos and you want to see more of them, please think about supporting us over on Patreon. And until next time, get out and shoot!